it, say amen. If you're not, say oh me. <laughs> praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Well, Brother John, you grab my stool for me. Pastor Marcelo and Sister Doris and Nathan and Kayla, we miss them so much. They are, are they're coming home, but they went to preach in uh, Orlando and uh, to uh, Mickey Mouse. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they, they went to uh, uh, his sister Cassia and, and Doug. Uh, they have a church there. And so they were going to be there and they wanted him to come. They're doing some special event. And so they came. Uh, he went down and to preach for them. Had a wonderful time. Thank you so very much. And uh, he uh, he texted me this morning. Of course, you know, thinking about the service and praying for me. And I've been praying for him. And uh, he said, "Man, Pastor," he said, "I was struggling uh, because he said I had to trying to get all my thoughts uh, and, and get it ever together in in my own language because you know he 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 pastors our Spanish church and." He preaches in Spanish all the time, then he preaches in English, uh, but his first language is Portuguese from Brazil, and so he was there uh, preaching in a Brazilian church, preaching uh, in Portuguese, so he said, uh, he said that's the first time he'd preached in Portuguese since 2014, and, uh, but they had a wonderful time, so we pray, pray just safe travels and get them back, and uh, we, we miss a lot of people today, and they're not in their places, but I'm glad to see you in your place. And um, we have a place for you. If you're watching online, we have room for you. And so we have a place for you. So come and join us here at the Lord's house. Um, we, we, we're, we're recovering. Everybody say, I'm recovering. Hello, my name is Samuel, and I'm in recovery. <laughs> you say, Pastor, what are you recovering from? A lot of stuff. Number one, I'm recovering from pastoring. We've talked about recovering in our relationship. We've talked about recovering in friendships and with, with God. And uh, we've talked about a lot of things. But today, uh, we're going to talk about something that is so prevalent and such a, uh, an issue right now in our world. Today, we're going to talk about recovering in our race relations. Sunday is still the most segregated day of the year. Of the, of the week, I'm sorry, not the year. Of the week. It's not that way in the Lord's house, though. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we want to see God. God needs to intervene in America. Would you say today that you know you would admit that there are some racial issues going on in America? And so we just want to talk a little bit about it today. And I asked the Lord to, as we said earlier, we sang that song, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Every person has a little bit of prejudice in them about something. About somebody. Somebody did me wrong. Somebody did this. Somebody did that. And we associate that with this and we get a little something in our heart and pretty soon if we're not careful, we get a bad attitude. But today, ask the Lord to touch your heart and open the eyes of your heart. And we're going to deal with these things today. So, James chapter 2. Let me read to you. My brothers, 
As believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes and a poor man in shabby clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here, have a good seat for you. But you say to the poor man, you stand here or you sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated against or among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and inherit the kingdom He promised to those who love Him? But you have insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones dragging you into court? And they not the ones who are slandering by the noble name of Him to whom you belong. If you really keep the royal law found in love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin. Can I read that again? But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. What is James saying? He's saying here in verse 1, he uses the word favoritism. What is that word favoritism? Respecter of person or to show partiality. James is talking about the fault of giving judgment Based on outward appearance or by circumstances of thinking that one is more worthy than the other. He goes on to say it's a fault, it's a sin, it's an error to treat someone more worthy just because of their financial status, of their skin color, of their political power, or their fame in the world. Y'all see any of that going on in the world? James said not to show favoritism. He said because it is it comes from evil thoughts. Jesus said in Mark chapter 7, for it is far from within Out of men's hearts come evil, thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. He said all of these evils come from inside a man and they're unclean. Evil thoughts, he said, are sinful. And then it leads us to act in sinful ways. When we, we flip on the TV and we see everything going on, we see all the crime, all the stuff, all the injustice, all the killing and the fighting and all the stuff, and we look and we go, oh, well, that's this, that's that, that's this. No, 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 no. It's evil in the heart of man. Racism is evil. And it comes from the heart of man, but thank God when you get born again, you're supposed to get a new heart. But we allow these things, if we're not careful, to continue to creep in, and if we're not careful, we'll once again start showing partiality, favoritism, 
James said, don't fall in that trap. He, he highlighted, as we've talked about, amen, we're recovering our relationship with God and then with others. Because he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. What are some types of favoritism? I, I, I don't know if y'all seen any of this. If you see it, you know, in the world or in the government or where you work. But it's called nepotism. You know what nepotism is? In business, it's the hiring of family members regardless of qualification. Nepotism. They're not qualified for that job. They got the job because they're the boss's kinfolk. Happens all the time, doesn't it? Crownism or cronyism, it's hiring of friends regardless of their qualifications. Happens all the time. You see it all the time. People hire people and they have no qualifications, but they're friends. Some will give you a job. Then, then, then there's, uh, y'all know this one? It's called hero worship. Treating a famous person differently than other person, basically, straight up, just because of notoriety. Just because they're famous. They get a lot of perks that you and I don't get. Then there's gender bias. Believing that one gender is better than the other. And treating the other gender poorly. I didn't know about this one when I was young, but now that I'm getting older, I understand ageism. Treating someone different because of their age. Either because they're very young or they're very old. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I feel. I'm only 54, but when I go to Whataburger, sometimes they give me the free coffee. That's not supposed to start till you're 55. victim of ageism I met this I met this man the other day he's a lot he's a pretty pretty older gentleman kind of kind of I mean he's rugged you can tell he's worked outside gray and I don't I, I'm not sure exactly how old he was 60 70 something like that and uh, I was talking to him, and he said, how old are you? I said, 54. He said, yeah, me too. I said, oh, dear Lord Jesus. <laughs> I got better go back and look in the mirror. I better start putting that treatment back in my hair. I think I'm older than, I look older than, I don't know. Then there's Racism. Treating one's race different than others, usually preferring one's race to others. That's what I want to deal more with today. There's all kind of prejudices, prejudices, all kind of areas, but I just want to deal with, with and, you, and it can go with, with all of these, but uh, racism, listen, it's, at its root, it's a sin. 
It comes from an evil heart. It comes from a place of favoritism. It comes, James tells us it, that there's no place for it in the church. There's no place for it in our lives. There's no place for it because it causes division. It hurts people. And out of it comes a lot of problems. We've seen it, haven't we? All over the world from the very, very beginning we see it. Uh, racism hurts. First of all, racism is the judgment of one person that he or she is better. Somehow I'm better because I'm this color versus all those people. Listen, even Facebook didn't like this message. They shut me off. We'll see if it comes back on. It just does that every now and then. Sometimes I wonder if it just does it. So racism is a judgment of one person saying that I'm better than the other. We find in Acts chapter 17, it said, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by hands. He is not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he gives himself to all men. And that includes women too. He doesn't get into gender bias. And all men... Gives of life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made every nation of men. That he should inherit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places they should live. God did this so that men would seek him. And perhaps reach out to him and find him. Though he is not far from each one of us. You see, God created Every man, every woman, and he created us equal in his sight. He loves us all, and he created us all for one purpose, and that is to have a relationship with Almighty God. And God says, I reach out to all. We find here in so many other passages that God said, listen, no matter the color, no matter where you are in the earth, no matter, listen, there's, there's bias and favoritism and racism simply where you live. in North Tyler don't like South Tyler South Tyler don't like North Tyler East and West I mean have a good friend he calls anything North of Grande North Tyler <laughs> even people in South Tyler this street and that street it's in every area of our life we see it. And, and, and God said, it, it, it's, not, it's not my heart. It's not my desire. It's my desire that you're found that all men, that all nations, that everyone come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. John seven twenty four says, stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. I'm going to tell you something. Most of the time you judge people, you're wrong. 
We look at people, I mean, all dressed up there in their finest. They're driving their finest cars. We go, whoa, look at them. They're rich. No, they're in debt. We look at somebody else, and I mean, they just got normal clothes on, jeans, tennis shoes, whatever. And, and we're like, oh, you know, they got holes in their jeans. I'm going to pray the Lord will give them some new jeans. No, 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 no. They're rich. They pay $200 for those jeans with holes in them. We, every time we judge somebody according to how they look or their appearance, we're wrong. You never know what's going on in a person's heart. He said, stop judging. Romans 2.11. For God does not show favoritism. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'd be left out. Talk with a strong Texas accent. Sound like a hillbilly sometimes. Hobbling along. You look at other people and you know, well, look at all they've done for God. Look what they did for God. Look what they did. Look at all this and what. And then I go, oh, wait a minute. God doesn't show favoritism. He loves me just as much as he loves them. And it doesn't make me prejudiced against them. It makes me appreciative to God. God, thank you for blessing them because you want to bless me the same way because you don't show favoritism. See, all of these passages, we, we, we see just a perspective that, that, that God wants us to not divide. He wants us to bring together. He wants us uh, to not uh, oppose one another, but to help one another. We've got to recognize that r- racial judgment, we've got to find it in ourselves. We've got to look and go, wait, wait a minute. Is there anything in me? Am I holding something against somebody because they're uh, of a certain color, or of an economic group, political party, but, but because they're short, tall, because of weight, because of hair color, because of eye color, because this and that? See, people judge people on a lot of crazy stuff. Huh? If we claim we have fellowship with Him, Yet we walk in darkness, we lie, and we don't live by the truth. Second, racism is rooted in hatred of another person based on race. And what's the Bible say about it? What does it say about hatred? It's extremely important that we understand that where racism comes from. It comes from evil thoughts. It comes from an evil heart. And, and as we're renewed, as we're regenerated, as we're born again, amen, we've got to get all those things. We work on a lot of stuff. Oh, I've got to work on that habit. I've got to work on that addiction. I've got, to, I've got to do this, and Lord, help me with this. But sometimes we don't even try to work on those attitudes of favoritism and prejudice because we think it's just how it is. That's how I think. That's how I always thought. That's how mama and daddy and grandpa and it just kind of comes down. But all of a sudden we got to realize, wait a minute, this is not right. It comes from a place of e. It comes from a place of hatred. And I, God, I serve a God of love, and God loves all people. For God so loved the world, the whole world, that He gave. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 17 says, Do not hate your brother in your heart. You know, there's a lot of times we don't, we would never say it out loud. We, but in our heart, we have this attitude of hatred. Deuteron, 
Deuteronomy 19.11 says, If a man hates his neighbor and lies in wait for him, assaults and kills him, and then flees to one of these other cities, the elder of this town shall send for him, bring him back from the city, hand him over to the avenger of blood to die. Show him no pity. He must purge, we must, you must purge Israel for the guilt of shedding innocent blood so that it may go well with you. Don't get caught up. There's a lot of people killing a lot of people because they don't look like them. Right? I don't like them because they're this. I don't like them because they're that. And, and there's a lot of killing literally, figuratively, spiritually, in a lot of ways because of the evil that comes out of a man's heart. And God said, don't let it be. Zechariah 8, 16. Speak the truth to each other. Render true and sound judgment in your courts. Do not plot evil against your neighbor. And do not love to swear falsely. I hate all this, declares the Lord. So many times that we, 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 we just, we can... <laughs> you look around, there's a lot of false statements being said. God says, I, I hate false Tell the truth. Matthew 22 said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, All the law and prophets hang on these two things. Jesus simply said, By this, you'll, they'll, they'll know that you're my disciples, that you have love one for another. But I do have love. I do have love for all the white people because I'm white. No, I have love for all the black people because I'm black. I got all the love for the brown people because I'm brown. No, 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 no. That's not all people. That's favoritism. That's right. We show love to all people. Everybody say all. Listen, I promise next week's going to be a lot more fun. But we got to recover from this. We got to do better. We got to search our heart. We're, we're doing a heart check today. Romans chapter 13, verse 9 and 10. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be. And summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. You see, love doesn't do harm to the neighbor. Love doesn't show prejudice against the neighbor. Love doesn't prejudge the neighbor. Love is the fulfillment of the law, he said. 1 John 2, 9. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness. I would venture to say there's a lot of people that have some darkness in their heart. And today we have to ask the Lord, we have to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, shine the light into my heart and show me. David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me. So we want to say, Lord, 
man, if there's anything, if I'm showing any favoritism, if, I, if I'm in any way doing anything that, that would hurt, that would uh, not, not be supportive, and not, not, that doesn't come out of love, show me. If anyone says, I love God, yet hate his brother, he's a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has seen. I mean, y- 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 y'all have heard this so many times. The, 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 the black friend and the white friend, they, would, they argued, they worked together. They argued their, almost their whole career whether God was black or white. The white man said, God's black. I mean, white. The black guy said, no, God's black. No, he's white. No, he's black. Well, you know what? They both died. And they went to heaven. They met each other at the gate. And they said, you're going to see today. You're going to see today. You're gonna, God's black. No, he's not. He's white. Well, we're about to find out. They stood before the throne. And God walked out and said, Buenos dias, senores. Some of y'all like that. Some of you didn't. Check your heart. <laughs> what, what does all of this have to do with the Lord's house? Listen, the Lord's house is an extension of the kingdom of God. Amen. This house was founded. Amen. On the scripture, and the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established, and all nations shall flow into it. Our desire for the Lord's house is that this house looks like heaven. Heaven is made up of every nation, every tongue, every creed. It's made up of rich and poor, black and white, man and woman. It's made up of all of God's people who love Him and serve Him. have called Him by name and called Him to be their Savior. And we want the church to look like heaven. A few white people might make it, huh? That's true. You see, when the church was founded, that was mom and dad's heart. Yet it was founded by a white pastor and his wife and a few white people. But their heart was for the world and for the nations. Mom and daddy begin to call them in, and one by one. Now, the Lord's house, amen, has 15 different nations represented and growing and counting. And we're calling in more nations. And we won't happen, we won't stop until we have every nation represented. Until we can reach the world right from this house. That we are a house of prayer for all people. And we don't want prejudice and racism and favoritism to be found in this house. So we have to all, it is all of our duties to check ourselves, to check our heart, to watch our mind, to guard our mouth. It is our opportunity we have to show the world. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. We are unique. Every evangelist that comes through here comments. They don't see it. They don't see this mixture of people coming together to worship God and loving each other. And they say, what are the problems? We don't have any. 
We just love each other. Are we perfect? No. Do we have problems? Yes, all of us. But we just love each other. We're a house of prayer for all people. And we, we, we want all people to be able to come in and find a loving Savior. To recover their relationship with God. Recover in their marriage. Recover with their children. Recover in their finances. Recover. Amen. Regardless. Amen. When we walk in that door, we are all on equal ground. We are just children of the Most High God. And we know that when God looks down, He's not looking at our color or our gender or our bank accounts. He is looking at His children, the ones that He loved and died and gave His life for. And that's how we've got to begin to look at each other. Thank God for the Lord's house. I'm glad to be a part of this house. So what can we do? What are we supposed to do as believers in Christ? In the middle of a country that's so divided. And there's many that would love nothing more than a race war. There's not many that they stir up the division. But we've got to be a voice of unity, a voice of love, a voice that brings together and doesn't divide. So I think there's three things we could do. Number one, you got to believe. Check your heart. Make sure that there's not those attitudes and thoughts and feelings. And if so, say, Lord, help me. Lord, forgive me. There's so many times that it, racism can happen, not, not, not even based off color, but because of circumstances. Some, somebody did me wrong. Not even the person, the person's family. I don't like the whole family because of what some said or did. Listen, we don't want to hold bitterness and grudges against people. We don't want to judge them based on a look or a thought or a word or... A language or a color. So we want to, number one, believe that God loves all of us and He loves us all the same. We've got to sit, church, search our heart and then we've got to begin to speak the right things. Speak the right beliefs. You need to start posting the right things. Don't, 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 don't get caught up in, in, in it. Don't to support things uh, that divide. When you speak, when you say things, make sure that it's things that properly uh, uh, show the Word of God and bring people together. Stop dividing people by what you say. The Bible so, it, it, is clear. It's clear. I just read you the Scriptures on hatred and racism and favoritism. And we can't, we can't speak those things or believe those things. We've got to change our thought. It, it amazes me. I mean, there, there's, there's whole movements and religions that be, are built on hate. Christianity not a religion I'm not talking about the religion religion will kill you religion divides I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ is love it'll help you love everybody start talking right start believing right get, get, get right perspectives and stand up and speak for what's right. Speak for godliness. Speak for righteousness.
Number two, church, it's, it's time like never before to pray. Do not... Sound like he was beating that kid to death. What in the world's going on over there? Either that or somebody's playing the drums. Pray. Do not take light the power of prayer. Prayer changes things. Pray for this nation. Pray for our racial divides. Pray for racial reconciliation. Pray for racial healing. And be a part of the solution, not the problem. Pray. Ask God. Repent if you've had those attitudes or feelings. We must pray. Amen. The Lord changes our heart. Our attitude changes. Our words change. We allow healing to come. Pray that America wakes up. People wake up. Love each other. Start supporting and working together. Not, not hurting and demeaning and killing just based on prejudice. We must pray that God's word and Christianity is not twisted. People, they're, they're whole religion, they take one scripture and they'll twist it to mean what they want it to mean. To support this or that. Let's preach the truth. Pray for wisdom and healing. For people of our nation to come together. And lastly, we, got to, we need to love. Come on. Not in word. I love you. Not just in word, but in deed. Let people start seeing. Let people see the love in us. Let, us. let them see us making a difference. Let them see us standing shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm. I love going places with Pastor Marcelo and Doris. I love going places with, with Pastor Elias. And I like to introduce him. He's my nephew. They look at him. They look at me. How'd that work? How'd that work? They don't need no explanation. It's my family. We gotta, they they, they got to see us working together. they got to see us in harmony. They've got to see us not just saying it, but doing it. They've got to see love in action. I love it. I love when people walk in the door and they look around and... Wow. There's a lot of different people. From a lot of different backgrounds. And you know what? I want when people walk through that door, I want them to be able to look around and can, they can identify. Hey, those people look like me. I like to walk in here and go, wow, there's a lot of ugly people just like me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, we, we, we have every nationality, gender, Political backgrounds, uh, 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 financial backgrounds. And you know what? We can all love each other. We can all stand together in unity. We may not look the same, dress the same, 
drive the same thing. You may live on the opposite side of town. It doesn't matter where you come from. You are my brother and my sister in Christ. I love you. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to stand beside you. And one day, I'll spend eternity in heaven with you. As Brother John Henry said earlier, if you have hate in your heart, you might not make it. So let's check ourselves. We've got to love well. Love the people in our church. Love the people sitting on the seat beside us. Love the people sitting across the church from us. Love the people in our neighborhood. Love the people at work. Love the people at school. Love the people you encounter each day. Because every day we're out there, we encounter people. And how are they going to know? Unless we tell them. Isn't it amazing? When we see people that look different than us. We shy away from them. Let's be the one. That shows love. Let's be the one. To love like Christ. Because listen, we're living in a world that's hurting. Hatred hurts. Being looked at and looked down upon and hurts. And there's people in our nation that are hurt. They've been hurt. But let's make sure that that hurt doesn't happen in this church. In this church, we want there to be healing. This is a safe place. This is a place where you can come as you are and we're going to love you. This is a place that we can come and God loves us just the way we are and He loves us too much to leave us that way. He works on us. Amen? How about this sweet little white lady right here in the front row? Y'all love her? Y'all know she's Czechoslovakian, don't you? Some of y'all can't even say that. What? She's what? You look around and you look at people and you, you look at them and we, 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 we prejudge them. We think we know who they are, where they're from based on the color of their skin. But in the Lord's house, you can't do that. There's a lot of brown people and I'm telling you, all these, a lot of these brown people are from a lot of different places. Nicaragua. Where's my Nicaraguan? Where's my other Nicaraguan? Where's he at? There he is back there in the corner. The light was in my eyes. Any El Salvadorians? Oh, right there. Where's my Malaysian? Oh, there she is right there. I thought there was a white girl married to that country boy. Where's my Brazilian? Woo! You know, if pastor was here, he'd be hollering loud. What about my Colombians? Doris is not here, but we've got some other Colombians too. They're not here today. We've got a lot of folks not here. Any Texans in the house? <laughs> Where's my Mexicans at? There we go. Peru? My Peruvians? Where's my Zambian? Oh, 
right there. <laughs> what nation am I missing? I'm, I'm missing a bunch. Somebody here from a different country than I said? All right, we've got some folks missing. Because here's the deal. I might only have one of them, but I claim the whole nation. You know why? Because you're represented in this church. That means you're here to represent your nation. Listen, you can be proud of your heritage and your color and your gender without being prejudiced. We sh- you should be proud of where you came from. You should be proud of who you are. And you should be able to celebrate that without someone else thinking something about it. But it's when you think because of what you are makes you better than that person beside you. Huh? Where's all my people with tattoos? If you got a tattoo, raise your hand. Look here. That's almost half the church. Listen. Some of them show, some of them don't show. Don't be, don't, 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 don't be hating on, and all you people with tattoos, don't be hating on those people that don't have them. Oh, they don't have no ink. They don't know what's going on. They, they don't know. Stop being prejudiced. You're like, if Miss Amy was here, she wouldn't raise her hand. Yes, she would. That girl got a heart on her toe. I can't preach against tattoos. My wife's got one. Now listen, listen, I'm going to tell you something. They're going to put you in the ground. That skin and all those tattoos are going to rot right back to the dust. And if you don't have any, your skin's going to rot and go back to the dust too. And we're going to all live in heaven forever. But we got to love each other to get there. we got to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. And I'm telling you, your neighbor is not just the person that lives next door to you, but they're the one on the other side of the world that Jesus died for, and he wants you to love. Can I get an amen? Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, if any man come to the Father, they're going to come by me. And he said, one day, Philippians 2, 8 through 11, Jesus, being found in the appearance of man, humbled himself to the obedient and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that all the name of Jesus... That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Church, that's our mission. Our goal is to build heaven. To fill up heaven. To unload hell. And to fill up heaven. And that many will be able to declare and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. So let's start loving. Just don't let racism, prejudice, favoritism, all those things that I read, don't, don't, let's don't let that be a part of our heart. Search your heart. 
this morning and say, Lord, if I have any of those thoughts and feelings or for whatever reason, today I repent. I say, I'm sorry. I realize it's not pleasing to you. It hasn't got me anywhere. It hasn't helped me. Help me be the one to show love. Help me be the one to pray. Help me be the one to stand up for right. Father, let this church continue to grow. And we call in the nations from the north, south, east, and west. Let the Lord's house look like heaven. Can I get a big amen? Father, today I just come to you and I say thank you. Thank you that I have the privilege to pastor a multicultural church. A church made up of many nations and tongues and genders and Thank you for the ladies. Thank you for the men. Thank you for the children. Father, I thank you for those who struggle, for those who are prosperous. Thank you for those with education and those without. Thank you for those that are called by your name. We can identify together. I may look different, come from a different place, have a different background, education. My bank account may look different. But today, I stand in a group of people. And I'm brothers and I'm sisters with each and every one of them. For that, I say thank you for the privilege. Father, I pray today that each one of us would search our hearts. Are there any feelings of superiority? Are there any feelings prejudice, favoritism. If so, Father, today we repent. We ask you to forgive us. We realize and know that you love each and every person the same. Your desire is for them to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Make heaven their home. So, Father, let me find my part in the kingdom. Let me do my part to bring racial reconciliation. Father, today we pray for this nation. We ask for healing. We ask that hope would arise. Lord, let this church be a beacon, be a light of what can be. Let us continue to do it better. Let us continue to love, continue to serve, Continue to speak truth. And Lord, let us continue to love. Let us do it better. Let us love better. For that, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you don't show any favoritism. But that you love me just as much as the person beside me. But you love them just as much as you love me. There's no competition here. We're just all your children. We thank you for healing hearts. Father, those in our nation and our church that has been discriminated against and has been spoken ill of and has been hurt by this, I pray, Lord, that you would heal their hearts. That you would let them know that hear their love regardless 
what anybody has said. They're special. They're wonderful. They're beautiful. They're created in your image. And let them find their place in your kingdom and in your house. In Jesus' name. And everybody said a big amen. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Now, you do not want to miss next week.